Welcome to the Failure is Progress podcast. I'm Frankie Ortega alongside Keith Barber. Keith, how you doing? I'm doing well, Frankie. We are doing this podcast because we have developed a, a great relationship inside and outside of the gym, and we feel that we've got something to share with, with the community. Both to tell you a little bit about us and who we are, I have my certificate as a level one CrossFit coach, and I just started coaching two months ago. Keith, to my right, is not new at all. <laughs> you are, go ahead. I've been around the block a little bit. Um, I have my CrossFit level three uh, amongst the other certifications that I have that are fitness related. Um, the level three, you actually are certified. At, at the level three. So I am a cross certified CrossFit trainer. Um, I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, it was 10 years actually this year back in May. So this is my 10th year doing this. Thank you. It was not an easy road at all, but I'm here. I'm doing it. And uh, I could not imagine doing anything else. That's amazing, man. So uh, yeah, why, why did we decide to start a podcast? Um, I think after lots of, of back and forth between you and me, obviously you being the, the teacher, me being the student, we just felt it was a natural progression for us to bring this to recording and, and let people kind of have an insight as to some of the things we talk about because my journey in CrossFit is very short-lived. Yours has been a decade now, and um, it, it's a little interesting, right? Your, uh, your fitness background is very different from mine. But at the end of the day, we're always striving for more. We're always looking to grow. And uh, we think that the community that we have around us, specifically at the gyms we coach at, which is Sweat Factory, is uh, is a community that's also constantly trying to grow. So why not have them hop aboard with us and, and grow with us, right? Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think that is a massive reason to, to start a podcast inside of an affiliate is just to grow your community grow your your culture you know like who are we what we do um at sweat factories but then also as coaches too so they get to know us on a on a deeper level and kind of understand what we're about and um i think that'll help them understand us better during classes and just have the whole operation run a lot smoother awesome man awesome so this first episode we're just kind of warming up a little bit trying to get ourselves you know situated with a microphone and, and get over those fears. But let's talk a little bit about why we got into fitness and, and why we got into CrossFit in particular. You know, there's so many different styles of fitness that we can do. Um, you know, I know that you have a background in track running. Um, my background comes from basketball, football, volleyball, and we do have different backgrounds. So I'll start off asking you, you know, what was your journey like before CrossFit? Yeah, um, it was pretty like one dimensional, if you will. It was just track all day, every day um, from the time I was like around six years old to the time I was 21. Um, it was just like track, 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 track. Um, and track was a lot of a lot of fun, uh, but because I got started really early, uh, I had a little bit of an advantage over others. Um, and I didn't, I took for granted the amount of work that it takes to be great 
in the sport. And um, when you do that, eventually all of your peers pass you <laughs> and you're no longer as uh, uh, good as you think you are. Um, so then I kind of switched gears. I um, changed colleges to uh, pursue other careers. And then I found CrossFit. Nice. Nice. A um, little bit about me. I played a little bit of baseball as a kid up until I was maybe 10 or 12 years old and then got into middle school, high school, and really, really fell in love with basketball. I went to a small school and all we thought about, talked about in my school was basketball. I used to read Slam Magazine seven days a week. I used to watch the Miami Heat back in the Tim Hardaway, Lonzo Morning era. They were a good team. I wouldn't say they were great. They were a good team. They were fun to watch. And so basketball was all I cared about for a really long time. But I was never tall enough to actually be a significant force. So I did play three years of varsity basketball for my school. And that uh, that gave me a lot of, of I wouldn't say understanding, but it, it did give me a, a sort of base of, of the kind of fitness that, that I had at the time which was, you know, a lot of running, a lot of, of coordination, um, and, and those are things I'm grateful for. That kind of bled over to my coaching in volleyball. I coached about two seasons of junior varsity and varsity girls volleyball. That was a sport that I really loved. Um, we just didn't have a men's volleyball team, so I, I couldn't play volleyball. And that was kind of where my fitness background was then moved on when I was in my college years to weightlifting. Uh, I had a aunt who was into competitive bodybuilding and she took me under her wing and taught me a lot of different things. And I was basically in one of these, you know, hole in the wall meathead gyms all the time with all these guys who were just lifting weights 24 seven. And I got real strong, never really understood just how powerful it would be to connect the dots when it comes to fitness you know the mental aspect the muscle aspect the, the uh, cardiovascular aspect and then the nutritional aspect so at any point that i've been into fitness i never con connected all those dots together to actually form something and that's one thing that i really appreciate about crossfit is how it it does everything together and really enforces that your nutrition helps you be stronger, your strength helps you be faster, your speed helps you, you know, have a better engine and so on and so forth. Everything is connected well. And that's why uh, I'm into CrossFit now. Like I said, my, my career in CrossFit has been short lived. I got into CrossFit about two years ago. And in that short span, CrossFit gave me a lot of foundational strength, I would say not physical strength but it gave me the mental strength that i needed to leave my previous job uh move move into this space and you know coaching is something that i've always wanted to do but i never thought that i could and being a part of both the crossfit community and the sweat factory community really is what allowed me to move forward and say you know what maybe i can do this and here i am i am doing this nice all right. So next, we're going to talk a little bit about how we got into coaching um, and 
what really was that driving factor. Um, so, Frankie, what, what kind of motivated you to say, this is what I want to do now, is to actually coach instead of just being a member? So, going back to what I said before, you know, there was a, a point in my life a couple of years ago where I was really stressed out at work. And that's what led me to CrossFit in the first place. The mental beatdown is what I call it, that I was taking every day, having to deal with my specific job. Uh, it caused me a lot of anxiety and stress to the point where I ended up in the hospital and had doctors basically telling me, listen, there's really nothing wrong with you except for the fact that you, you're just stressed. Having panic attacks and all that, I realized that I needed to do something to exert all that stress and also get myself healthier. I was working a desk job. I was sitting eight hours a day. I think my, my average step count at the time was somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 a day. And just through happenstance, I live two minutes away from our gym. I showed up and although I was really intimidated and I have been intimidated for years by what my idea of what CrossFit was, which is everybody has a six pack and everybody runs a six minute mile and everybody can lift a hundred pounds more than anybody's ever lifted. Like Bro, you don't run a six minute mile. I do not yet, <laughs> but those, those things were, were ideas and obstacles that I built in my own mind, you know? Um, and so when I came here and, and I was actually greeted by a, a few members. One of them was Brandon, who I love. And he's been such a big part of the Sweat Factory community for a long time. And, and seeing him come out, and it was like I, I gave him every excuse I could. And he looked at me and said, yeah, me too. So what? <laughs> um, and then also Jen, who's our, our GM, who was like just a ray of sunshine coming out. She was all full of sweat in the middle of a workout. And she was like, hey, yeah, you want to come work out with us? So it was very enthusiastic, the, the whole uh, experience of coming and, and seeing what the gym was like. And I came a few days later and did my first, my first class. And after I did that class, I joined. After I joined, I kind of drank the Kool-Aid, so they speak. So they say, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid and... and I just wanted to be here every day since. And a lot of it has to do with CrossFit style. The cross that whole idea and philosophy really works well with who I am and, and what my life is like. I've never really been excellent at one thing. I've never really been amazing at one thing, but I've always been pretty good at a lot of things, mm -hmm. which is a lot of what CrossFit is. You know, you don't want to be perfect at one thing. You want to be as good as you can be in everything. And if you let that bleed over into your life, it, it really is a, a huge impact. You know, I, I've been a better father, a better husband, and just a better overall human being since I started CrossFit. And the more I got into it, the more I realized that that childhood idea of being a personal trainer was becoming more real. And a lot of it comes from the sweat factory philosophy, right? The sweat factory philosophy is, is so unique in and of itself, but basically you can, yes, you can. There's no reason why you can't do certain things. 
And I, I remember Jen telling me, you know, why can't you be a coach? You know, and, and I really didn't have an answer. Um, in the past, it was I didn't look like a coach. But you yourself have told me, what does a coach look like? You know, if you look at a, at a, at a professional sports team, what does the coach look like? What do the players look like? You don't need to be an elite level athlete to be able to coach elite level athletes. And sometimes those are some of the worst coaches. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no it's, disrespect to anybody that's an elite athlete. Yeah, well, all of our athletes are elite uh, yeah, level athletes. Yeah, we got straight elite athletes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's really what opened opened the door for me. And you know, I, I started with the opportunity of coaching kids, which was a huge thing for me because being a father of two kids, it's important that I teach them at a young age that they can. I teach them at a young age that they're the ones that are standing in their own way. And it's been it's been a, a, a hell of a journey, really, this whole process. It feels like it's been much longer. But at the at the end of the day, you know, the, the time really doesn't matter. What matters is the knowledge. And, you know, like between you and I, the 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 nerdy conversations that we have, which is kind of funny, but you know, learning and striving for better every single day in everything we do is is incredible. And it is fun that I get to do it here and that I get to do it with you. I get to do it with Jen. I get to do it with Clint Macy. Like our constant growth and development is important, which um, which is special. You know, I, I don't think every gym has that. And that's another thing that I'll say is great about CrossFit in and of itself. You know, you have CrossFit, the professional sport. You have CrossFit, the real life, you know, scenario where it's just gyms, right? A lot of times we blur those lines because the name is the same. But, you know, imagine if you had the NFL, but then you could wake up and go play football seven days a week or, or five days a week, right, at, at the NFL gym and you had NFL coaches coaching you, that's kind of what CrossFit is like. Um, so there's the professional aspect and then there's the, the real life aspect where we're just trying to forge better human beings every day through our coaching and, and through our practice. And that's the reason why I got into coaching, man, like that, that constant striving for being better. Yeah, and, and it's crazy to me to think that um, people don't uh, quite value the coaches in the CrossFit space quite as much because I think the analogy that you just used is like hits like straight home. Like you, you knocked it out of the park with that one because it's like how much money would you pay to get paid to get coached by uh, an actual NFL coach to have you out on the field like snapping plays? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that would be so much fun. You you would. Um, obviously respect whatever the coach said. You would take their advice as like, you know, word. Um, and you would probably pay quite a bit of money to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, it goes back to what I was saying. You know, there's, there's a line blurred between there and, and that that's a positive and a negative, right? The negative is... Well, I think the, the line there in the experience itself is, is blurred. So, like, games athletes have total different workouts than our everyday athletes. But most of the time, the coaches are still the same. Like, Ben Bergeron still coaches at his affiliate. He coaches his elite athletes, but he still coaches 
the 8 a.m. or 8.30 at his affiliate. You know, it's the same coach. Uh, not saying that I coach as well as Ben Bergeron does, but <laughs> it's usually the, the guys that are coaching our elites are still in the gym coaching our, our, our everyday athletes as well. Right, and, and that's exactly what I mean by the, the lines being blurred being positive and negative, right? The negative side is people see the CrossFit games and they think, oh, well, I can't do that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if you go to a, a peewee football league or something, you, you have them playing football, you, you have, you know, high school football and, and all this, but it's not the same. Um, it, it's not even remotely the same because the NFL isn't putting a program together that is being followed by those athletes as well as, you know, the professionals. Whereas in the CrossFit space, we actually do have, you know, the same people who are involved with Ben Bergeron and with, you know, the, the Matt Frazers and the, and the, the top tier athletes are also the same people that are in charge of our affiliates and you and me, and we're learning and drawing information from the same exact people. So it, it is almost as if we were, you know, in the same space. It, it really is. That, that's the part where I'm saying that it's a positive, right? When you go to a CrossFit gym in any place, no matter where you are, those coaches have gone through the same training that all the elite coaches that we know and see on TV, you know, have gone through. Yes, everyone uses their own style of programming and, you know, th that's fine. But that programming, regardless of who it comes from, still is derived from CrossFit's methodology. It's still derived from the same essence of what it is. So, yeah, using my analogy, it would be as if the NFL had a specific licensing agreement with local gyms and everybody trained exactly like they do in the NFL. Yeah. And, and again, I think... It's such a unique thing. Nothing's ever done like that, you know, and it's not saying we're better. It's not saying I mean, we are, but we don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> it, it. It is it is different. Right. Uh, but each person has the ability to look and see what what they draw from. You know, if you go to a standard, you know, weightlifting gym or, or one of these big box gyms or whatever, a global gym, as they call them. You know, those people are going in, they're usually reading workouts off magazines, they have no direction, uh, they don't know if they're doing movements right or wrong, and, and they're not really following anything in specific, so they're probably, you know, trying to reach out to somebody online, an online coach or something, and try to get some sort of programming. But at the end of the day, what, what is that worth? You know, if you, if you do join up with something like what we have here, it's kind of all-inclusive, right? You get the community, which is, to me, the, the biggest part. You get the programming. You never have to come in and think about what you're going to do that day. And at the end of the day, you do movements that give you the same benefit, the same um, end result, so to speak. You know, and, and to be as literal as I can, you know, like I was telling you recently, my arms are bigger than they've ever been, but I haven't done a curl in a really long time. I haven't curled, done bicep curls, right? We've done a ton of pull-ups, and we've done pull-ups, you know, in the hundreds. That's worked me out better than when I used to do bicep curls, even though I was strictly doing bicep curls. And it's it's that same idea. You know, you're, you're not thinking about what you're working out, but you're working it out. Yeah. And that's really what's the most fun about this entire process. So let me ask you a question. Um, 
after getting your level one, if you hadn't had the opportunity to do coaching development with um, Jen Rice that you just mentioned and the rest of the staff here at Sweat Factory, what would have been your next steps? Assuming that you like were aware enough to be like, hey, I need to get better at this thing. Because a lot of coaches don't know. They take their level one and they're just like, oh, I'm a great coach. And then we have to let them subtly know like, hey, you could be a lot better. <laughs> That's a really good question because the truth is, you know, my entire process is very tied to our gym, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, if it wasn't for our gym and being part of our gym, I don't know that I'd be on the same trajectory. Um, oddly enough, just around the time that I was getting ready to leave my job, CrossFit games were happening last year, and they kept on putting these commercials about just get your L1, just get your L1, you know. Once you get that L1, it really opens up a whole world for you. And I completely agree with it, right? Because getting the L1, it, it really felt like I was able to step through a door that was just closed to me. Um, and that door has so many different meanings from being a personal trainer slash coach to, to being a, a smarter, better, um, more, more aware athlete in the CrossFit space, but, you know, I, I wouldn't have probably gone that step if I had not joined this gym. So I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that I would try to do it further. What I can tell you is that at the end of your CrossFit L1, there's a very specific section that kind of, it's a promise you make, right, to, to be the best coach you can be and to constantly move forward and, and try to learn more and, and you know, it's not just you get your level one and, and that's it, you're done. Congratulations, now you know it all. It was kind of like giving you the keys to say, hey, now you have the opportunity to continue driving forward. And I've been very fortunate that you started with us and I have you. I've been very fortunate we have Jen. Um, and I think you guys are both very good coaches. And I think you both have a very good understanding of what growth mindset is and you're constantly seeking that future growth, right? Looking to expand your knowledge, expand your experience, expand your abilities, not just for yourself, but for the people that we are coaching, right? I do a lot of coaching with the kids. It means a lot to me to be able to coach with the kids. And, you know, for example, sometimes I'll ask them questions. What, what is healthier for you, a bag of Cheetos or an apple? It's probably a silly question to 99% of the population, but it's a question they never get asked. So now it's something that they think about and say, wow, maybe next time when someone says, hey, you want some Cheetos, they'll think, do I want Cheetos? Or maybe I can have an apple. Maybe that would be better for me. And those are the types of things that I think is, is not just our responsibility, but it's also an honor as a coach to get to do and influence on other people. Yeah. I think that's something that I for sure took for granted and took super lightly when I first started coaching. Um, when I first started coaching, it was literally just to spend more time in the gym so that I could train um, as an athlete. So I think that's something that I definitely took for granted was like, these are people's lives that you like legit are in some, some way or, you know, forming uh, or influencing, as you said, um, and I definitely took that for granted for the first probably almost three years of, of coaching, not realizing that 
um, one, you're probably not providing as great a service if you're not taking it seriously, like taking it with that intent to influence people. Yeah. Um, and then two, like you're you're doing your own self a disservice because you're not really getting that fulfillment of like serving your community, you know, improving people's lives. You're just kind of filling a space at best. Yeah, I think I think in a lot of ways I get to call myself a cheater because I do have you by my side that, that I get to learn from, right? Uh, you have a decade of experience that I don't have. And for me, it's it's fun to be able to say, hey, Keith, you know, what was this like or what should I do in this aspect? And you've failed at that so many times that you can say, hey, man, this is what you don't want to do. This is what you do want to do. So I get to avoid those those pitfalls in my coaching. So I would like to think that in another five years, I will have a way different experience of growth than you did, right? I know that you've mentioned in the past that you did most of your growth on your own. You didn't really have anybody to take you under their wing and, and whatnot. And I get to have that with you. So what I want to do is take advantage of that. What I want to do, and it's not take advantage of it for selfish reasons. I want to take advantage of that because I want all of our athletes to have the best possible experience. You know, I want my wife and my kids to have the best possible possible life. So being a better person and, and drawing as much from your experience in this coaching space really helps me out. You know, I'm 10 years older than you, but you're 10 years older than me in this space, right? So it's almost like I start at zero, you start at 10. Now I get to draw from your from your struggles, so to speak, and avoid those as best as I can. I'm going to have struggles no matter what. For sure. But if I get to go to battle with the knowledge of your scars, I think it'll make me a better warrior. Absolutely. To, to use another analogy. And Yeah, no, that's a fantastic uh, analogy. And sticking with that analogy, like... I would find that my scars have way more value if they were supporting another warrior in that battle. You know what I mean? Like if I went through all those struggles and I was the only one to ever benefit from them, yeah, I mean, I would get some um, pleasure in reflecting on that and be like, wow, I really overcame that. But now knowing that I can accelerate someone else's progress, like you said, I want you to get your level three in five years. You know what I mean? It took me 10 years, but right. if you got yours in five, like that would be incredible. You know what I mean? And I would feel like, okay, I, I went through this and then I paid it forward to someone else. And then you might mentor somebody that does it in three years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and just keep, keep that um, exponentially rolling. And that's, that's really how you, like you said before, just truly influence the community around you. Yeah, man. And, and, I really appreciate, like I said, all, all the time you've dedicated to me because you really have been like a big brother in this process. Um, so I, I do appreciate it. I think uh, I think the best is yet to come for us. We're, we're still young in both our relationship and I'm still young in my coaching career. But um, I think it's fun, man. And I think I think the community is just going to grow even more just from it. For sure. So. This will be the end of this first one. Uh, we're, we're planning on doing this, what, once a month, twice a month? Something like that. We're, we're still ironing out the details, but we'll definitely be hollering at you guys incrementally. 
yeah, we got a lot more to come, especially, you know, based around our Sweat Factory gyms. We're, we're going to try to give some shout-outs on here for a lot of our elite athletes. Yes. And, um, and we're just going to have some fun with this. So thanks, everyone, for listening.